Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. You know, those of us in the U.S., we don't know enough about our neighbors in the North, Canada. Are you aware that July 1st is a big day in Canada? If you don't know that, you need to know that. And you're about to be very surprised to hear the spiritual foundations in Canada. To help me with that is Bob Beasley from Canada. Bob, I'm so delighted to have you. I would like you to take the first one to two minutes and just tell us who Bob Beasley is. Tell us about you personally. Give us a two-minute overview of your life, and then I want to jump in and ask you a lot of questions about Canada. Sounds good, Jim. Thank you. Um, I'm a pastor. Um, I'm not pastoring a church at the moment. For the last uh, 14 years, I've been uh, with Bible League Canada. I'm passionate about uh, the Lord Jesus. I love him with my whole heart. Passionate about the Word of God. Uh, we've seen it transform lives. I have all my life and uh, love the Word. Uh, passionate about uh, Canada and seeing uh, Canada return to its biblical roots. Um, and passionate about the church. I'd uh, love to see what God is doing. I'm a married guy. Uh, Wendy and I uh, met in high school in a Christian choir. Been married 47 years. Uh, three sons, all happily married, all with a whack of kids. And uh, we got seven uh, grandchildren, six of them, little guys, uh, all nine and under. So it's pandemonium at family gatherings. Um, I, uh, I, I live in southwestern Ontario, one of the southernmost points in all of Canada, surrounded by Ohio to the south and Michigan to the north. And, uh, and um, love, love serving the Lord, Jim. I'm so grateful to be here. Some of you were surprised. He said Michigan to the north. To the He's north. Canada, but Michigan True. is the north, the northern, the U.S. is the northern. Across um, the Ambassador Bridge to, to the north to get into Detroit. Bob, the most uh, citizens of the U.S. do not know, 1st of July is a big deal in Canada. Mm -hmm. And secondly, most do not realize the rich spiritual heritage of Canada. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Uh, it's interesting. I, uh, I lived in the States for a number of years. I have family in the U.S. I, 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 I compare the birth of Canada, July 1st, 1867, uh, to the American Revolution. I say the difference is really one letter. The U.S. was birthed in a revolution. Canada was birthed with a resolution of the British Parliament. In, uh, on July 1st, 1867, Canada became uh, independent, kind of, from Great Britain. took many decades. Uh, after that, before true independence came. But uh, so that's our birthday. That's when Queen Victoria signed Canada into being as a nation, started with four colonies uh, gathered together. Um, the 13 colonies in the States were not the only British colonies in North America uh, at the time of the revolution. And uh, by 1867, the remaining colonies, uh, there were six of them actually at the time, uh, be, uh, became, uh, the four of those became part of the, the new nation called the Dominion of Canada. So the original name was Dominion of Canada. Correct. There's a great story there, Jim. Uh, the, uh, call them the Fathers of Confederation. They were meeting in Prince Edward Island in Charlottetown in 1864, and they were wrestling through what do you call this new country that's being formed. Uh, it's, it's going to have monarch, the king, uh, is going to be the head of state. Uh, but 
the U.S. had uh, just finished your uh, civil war, and uh, the, 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 the British were a little concerned that there would be a kingdom so close to the U.S. Uh, at the time. And, uh, and so uh, they were wrestling through what to call this, how to define this new country being birthed. And um, one of the fathers of Confederation, a godly man, loved Jesus, Sir Leonard Tilly from New Brunswick, um, decided that uh, he would just pray about that. And they, 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 they left the, uh, the conference and he prayed the next morning, he woke up and providentially, uh, God opened the Bible in his lap to Psalm 72, verse eight. The verse says this, and it's Canada's, uh, it's Canada's foundational Bible verse. And he shall also have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. And he said, that's it. We want Canada, to, we want God, first of all, to have dominion from sea to sea, the Atlantic to the Pacific, and from the river, the St. Lawrence, to the ends of the earth. And so he went down and opened up his Bible. And he said to the other fathers in the Federation, listen, this is where God took me this morning. Why don't we call this the dominion of Canada? Because we want God to have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. They said, that's it. And so when they wrote to Queen Victoria and said, we'd like to call this the dominion of Canada, she bought it and that became our nation. It was still the dominion of Canada. Because so your, so founding, your founding fathers were distinctively Christian? Many of them were, not all of them. Uh, uh, our George Washington was Sir John A. Macdonald. He was a bit of a, a, bit of a drunkard but uh, birthed our country and led the way. Uh, it, it's, it's said that later in his life, before he passed into glory, he did receive Christ as, uh, as his Savior. He was a good church-going guy that didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ till later in his life. But, but at least in those days, in fact, the beginning of the 20th century, more Canadians went to church on average, average uh, per capita, than in the U.S., it is said that 90 over 90 percent of Canadians in 1900 attended church every week. So whether they were born again, spirit filled believers, uh, you know, that's for the Lord to judge. But at least they had a biblical worldview and uh, they, they certainly were aware of and, and believed in God and were aware of Christ and his uh, his care. OK, now walk me right on through the rest of the history of the founding of Canada. Sure. And uh, give me a, a broader understanding of its spiritual roots. Okay. Uh, Canada began as the Dominion of Canada with those biblical roots, but that had been that had been laid before. Uh, Canada's history is rich in in Christian uh, foundation. Um, the first arrival in Canada by Westerners, by Europeans, were were French. Uh, they came to uh, they came to Quebec. Uh, under uh, a man named Champlain and then later Cartier. And uh, when Jacques Cartier arrived uh, in, uh, sorry, Cartier first, when he arrived in Quebec, uh, he, they were met by some of the First Nations people and some of them were suffering from a, 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 some diseases and illness and they gathered and uh, Cartier prayed for them and prayed, that, uh, prayed two things. He prayed that first of all, they would, uh, be, they would be able to offer them something that would make the people well. And he prayed that the Lord would be able to break down the language barrier so that the gospel of Jesus Christ could be shared with them as they arrived in this new nation. So the first Christian prayer in Canada was, uh, was that the, 
the First Nations people of our country would, would have the gospel in their own language. And so Bible translators got to work pretty quickly. And by the middle of the 19th century, many of our First Nations languages had Bibles uh, in their own languages. Uh, and um, in fact, some of them were not written. Uh, they didn't have alphabets. And so alpha, alphabets in a number of our First Nations languages were developed by Christian missionaries and Bible translators so that they could translate the Bible into the indigenous languages. Of what, years, what years were this that they, they arrived in this? All uh, in the 17th century, uh, it would be the 1650s, 1670s, when the first, uh, the first French uh, arrived. There were some Europeans in Newfoundland out on the, on the East Coast prior to that. Mostly, they were they were fishermen from uh, from uh, Portugal and uh, and France coming to fish. But the first the first communities were formed in the 17th century. Okay, take the story on for us. All right, and so uh, as the as uh, the the Europeans arrived, missionaries arrived and began to bring the gospel with them. Uh, and uh, Canada was, uh, what we discovered as, as we look at Canadian history is that as the church arrived, much other arrived with it. And so Canada's history is one where our educational system was biblically founded because when churches were planted, then, then, then schools were started. When churches were planted, then, then hospitals were formed. And so the first hospitals in Canada, again, were in Quebec. And they were run by the nuns who formed hospitals. Um, and uh, when the, the English arrived in Newfoundland and then in the maritime provinces of New Brunswick, Nova Scotia first, and then New Brunswick became broke or was separated from as, as more uh, Europeans arrived, another colony was formed. These are provinces now of Canada. Uh, then, then Baptists arrived, um, Lutherans arrived. Uh, Anglicans arrived, and with them came missionaries and churches were planted. Uh, and and uh, the Methodists came with the circuit riding preachers, you know, which is which is my heritage. And they would they would travel around and meet in house churches with little groups here and there. And just, so as you traveled across Canada, every little community you see these little church buildings and every little town and village, many of them planted by the Methodist circuit riding preachers as they came around with the Bible and, and preached and led people to Christ. And there was a great revival in the Maritimes back in the 18th century. Uh, many of the, uh, as there was in New England, uh, it, it, it moved into, into Canada as well. And then, revival, years, uh, revival years were what year? Uh, I, there was a great revival in the Maritimes back in the early 18th, uh, 19th century, so the early 1800s. Uh, there was a revival that, that broke out across the Maritime provinces. Many churches, Baptist churches, Wesleyan churches, Methodist churches were planted uh, in the Maritimes during this time of, of revival. It had kind of come from, uh, from the uh, New England uh, uh, states. Uh, there's a close tie in the maritime provinces between the New England states and the maritime provinces. You know, as, as the years moved on from the American Revolution and the loyalists that had come from the states to, to really found much of the maritime provinces uh, settled and, 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 and the animosity between the two died out. There's still a very close relationship between New England and the maritime provinces, as there is where I live in Michigan, for example, some very close ties. So anyways, uh, they were, they were solid Christian roots with churches everywhere. Uh, every little community had a church. Um, 
Canadians attended those churches back in the 18th, 19th century. Uh, the 19th century particularly was the century that Canada really developed uh, following the American uh, Revolution. A lot of Americans don't realize that there were many, many loyalists to the crown during the American Revolution, many, including my ancestors. And so uh, they, when the, when the revolution, we, we call them the rebels, won, you know, uh, then, then they, they, they hightailed it to the uh, existing non-American British colonies like Nova Scotia, like Ontario, and, uh, and, and settled here in, in Canada. And uh, they brought with them the gospel. They, they settled and brought their churches with them uh, from the U.S., uh, the, the, the crown gave them free land if they left the U.S., the new United States, and settled in Canada. So, so following the Revolutionary War, 1790s, the early 19th century, uh, a great settlement came from those who were, uh, were committed to the crown, uh, left the U.S. and settled in Canada. It was a, a big time of growth, and revival came at that time as, as they settled in early in the 19th century. In Canada, that's a, that's very interesting. So those who were, would have been Tories, those who wanted to stay under Britain, ended up going to Canada in large. Yeah, mm -hmm. but in fact, this is the only hereditary title left in Canada, and, and I, I have that title because of my ancestors. Is uh, are the loyalists, the United Empire loyalists, and and we get to put all these initials U E at the end of our name, which stands for United for the Empire, because our ancestors came and settled in Canada and really created the the, the country we know today. Uh, they were Scottish, many were Scottish. Uh, uh, the area I live in, primarily uh, Nova Scotia, means New Scotland. And uh, so Canada was really settled primarily in the earliest days by loyalists and Scotsmen. Uh, and that was the foundation. So they brought Presbyterianism with them, of course, and the gospel when they came from Scotland to settle here. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, interesting history, rich Christian roots uh, in this country. So our 4th of July, according to you, would be Rebel Day. It's, <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we are each other's best friends now. History is way of <laughs> that, so it's all good. We, we like the fireworks and and, uh, and all the stuff that goes with that too. But you're right. Yeah, you know, we call them when the when the rebels won. <laughs> have you written? Have you written this out? Uh, there's a book that uh, not all of this, uh, but but uh, Paul Richardson, my colleague, and I uh, back for Canada's uh, sesquicentennial, the 150th birthday in in 2017. We wrote a book called One Dominion. Celebrating Canada, prepared for a purpose, and uh, so, yeah, many, much of this is in the book. Hold, hold that book up. I will. Here it is. Pardon all, pardon all my yellow stickers, but there it is. Uh, what's the title? Okay, One Dominion. Celebrating Canada, prepared for a purpose. And, and, and so this gives the spiritual history. It does. Oh, yeah, and it's a beautiful, beautiful book. It won an award uh, with the New York Book Guild, actually, because of the graphics in it. The, and you're the co-author of this. I am so. Well, how can they get that book? Uh, I, I checked that out. Amazon.ca has them available. That's the easiest way is just to go. That's the Canadian version of Amazon. I looked on Amazon.com. I didn't find it. But if you go to Amazon.ca and put in the, the, the search line, One Dominion, uh, you will find it for sale. And there's plenty of copies there. So that's the easiest way. And so we're talking, so you know the co-author's name, Bob Beasley. B-E-A-S-L-E-Y. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so Bob Beasley, One Dominion, 
Go to Amazon.ca for Canada, and you can get a copy of that book. Uh, so it came out in 2017 for the Susquehanna Centennial, only 150th anniversary. That's uh, right. Okay. Well, take mm -hmm. our story on. This is very, this is very fascinating. The spiritual rootage mm -hmm. is uh, considerably stronger than probably most of us knew. Uh, yeah. Can you march this story forward? Give us a little sure. bit more. Canada's uh, national anthem, if I can just speak to that uh, for a moment, is is one of the few national anthems that, that is a hymn. And you know, if you attend a baseball game and the Toronto Blue Jays are playing, or a hockey game where the uh, where the Toronto Maple Leafs or any other Canadian team, you'll know that the national anthem, Canadian national anthem, is sung at, at all the games uh, when a Canadian team is in town. So a lot of Americans have heard it. We, we, we know that in the first verse of that hymn, which is the verse we usually sing, it says, God keep our land glorious and free. What a lot of people don't know, including Canadians, is that it is a hymn with a number of verses and it's a prayer. And the last verse, which Christians sing, usually every church I've been in sings the entire, uh, all the verses on, on the Canada Day weekend. The last verse is what I think the only national anthem in the world that speaks to the return of Christ. Uh, and the last verse of our national anthem, this is our national anthem, which says, Ruler Supreme, hearest humble prayer, hold our dominion in thy loving care. Help us to find, O oh God, in thee a lasting rich reward as waiting for the better day. And at every, every time that's spelled out, day is capital D, the day of Christ's return, as waiting for the better day we ever stand on guard. God keep our land glorious and free. Wow. I don't know of any other national anthem that speaks of the return of Christ as we wait for the better day. Wow, I wonder how many national anthems actually are hymns. I, we were in Latvia not too long ago, oh, yeah. and uh, went to a little prayer chapel there in the parliament, and the lady sang the, the, the national anthem, and it is a prayer. I suspect there are a number of nations like that. Yes. I'm not aware, but so you, you may be the only one re referring specifically to the return of Christ. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Us waiting for the better day. Yeah. Any better than that. Well, I like that phrasing. The yeah, me too. Me too. Well, well. So, and, and so uh, what happened, uh, Jim, is over the years, uh, as Canada developed as a nation, uh, increasingly free from uh, the United States, we built our parliament buildings uh, in Ottawa, our capital city. Uh, they're, they're very British looking. They're stately, uh, beautiful, beautiful buildings, stately buildings. And, uh, and they are filled, filled, with scripture in stone. Uh, the, the man who is the architect of, uh, of our parliament buildings uh, was a believer, uh, uh, sold out to Jesus, and he wanted to make sure that the word of God was everywhere. So without getting permission of parliament, didn't go to Congress, didn't go to our parliament, he just he just designed it and, and had the, 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 uh, the wood carvers, or the, the stonemasons rather, uh, carve into the wood scripture verses. So over the, we have a, a large, beautiful tower it's, it's, with a clock in it. It's called the Peace Tower. It's in the center block of our parliament building, stands out over the city and over the Ottawa River. Uh, there are scripture verses in stained glass windows at the top of the Peace Tower. Uh, one of them says, Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son, Psalm 72, verse 1. It's carved into the stone of the Peace Tower at the top of our parliament buildings. Another window says, where there is no vision, the people perish. 
Proverbs 29, 18. Uh, there's a memorial chapel uh, under the Peace Tower in the building. Uh, that, and uh, in that is uh, the east window is 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God and give us, gives us the victory. Um, the, another window is uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 in King James. It says, quit ye like men, be strong. Uh, means be on your guard, stand, stand firm in the faith, be courageous. Uh, so all over the uh, the west window, uh, known as the Dawn of Peace, contains two Bible references. He maketh war to cease, and judgment shall return unto righteousness. These are the scripture verses that fill our parliament buildings in stone, uh, and the Peace Tower inside, in 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 rooms, um, and. Um, uh, there's a carillon that plays uh, 15 minutes each day at noon for the parliament buildings, 53 bells. And on the bell, uh, the prime minister uh, said that uh, this scripture verse needed to be on the bell that rings, glory to God in the highest on earth peace, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. That's on the bell that rings from our parliament buildings 15 minutes every noon. Uh, and so so our, our parliament buildings are filled with scripture. And then in 1982, uh, it took that long, Canada became uh, completely separated from Britain. We, have, we brought home our own constitution. What year? And 1982, in my lifetime. 1982? Yeah, prior to that, if you can believe it, Jim, every change to the Canadian constitution still have to have the, the approval of the British House of Commons, if you can believe that. Well, and why did so, it take so yeah. long from... Uh... Well, yeah, 115 years or something. 1867 to 1982. Yeah, I know, a long time. Well, how so, is that possible? What, what, why, why did it take that long? Well, we still have King Charles III as our head of state. We are, we are still a monarchy, uh, you know, and so uh, he's the king of Canada. When he's in Canada, he, the, the, the flag, the royal ensign flies over the parliament buildings. So we still have that tie to our British roots. Uh, and, and, but, but anyways, uh, uh, we, we, it's just our heritage. We didn't have a revolution. We were birthed in a resolution. And so we, uh, it took a long time for us to finally repatriate our own constitution. But even this is from 1982. I want to read you the, the, the very first words in the preamble of the current constitution of Canada from 1982. This is how the Canadian constitution starts. And it's not old. It says, whereas Canada is founded upon principles that recognize the sovereignty of God. That's the first line in the preamble to the Canadian Constitution, 1982. Whereas Canada is founded upon principles that recognize the supremacy of God. That's our Constitution, and that's modern and new. That so, is still one, Paul. Read it a third time for it. I will. I'll read it slowly. That's spectacular. Whereas Canada is founded upon principles that recognize the sovereignty of God, therefore, and then the Constitution comes. That is remarkable. And nice, remarkable. if this was, if that was in, you know, 17 or 1800s, uh -huh. okay, but this is 1982. 1982. Yep. Not that long ago. That's right. Remarkable. What do you want to add to this? We're going to cap off and go to prayer in a moment, but what do you want to add to this story? We probably have missed so much that we need to know. 
Cover a few well, things, of course. Uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, when churches were planted in Canada, very soon schools were started. And the first Canadian schools were totally Christian. Uh, I found a little pamphlet from 1942 from, by the Ministry of Education, the Ministry of Education in Ontario, for religious education in the public schools of Ontario. It is totally biblical, totally Christ-centered. Prayers were for missionaries going overseas, and these were, this is what was happening in the public schools in Canada in, 19, in the 1940s. Uh, the foundation of our public school system in every province in Canada is Christian, biblical. We moved away a long way away from that in these, shockingly so, in the last few years. But as well, our medical system, uh, in, 80, in, a, in a poll recently, 85.9% of Canadians said they appreciated our medical system. Uh, we've, we've, we've got a single payer, as you know, uh, medical system in Canada. That was birthed out of a, uh, the heart of a man named Tommy Douglas, uh, who is a Baptist pastor in Saskatchewan, uh, who was born in Scotland. And uh, when he was there, he was injured as a boy, almost lost his leg, uh, came to Canada, was living in Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, he had to have surgery. His family couldn't afford it. A doctor did some pro bono work for him, saved his leg. Uh, he went to seminary in Brandon, Manitoba, became a pastor of a little Baptist church in Saskatchewan during the Depression and saw his people not being able to afford medical care. And he said, I've got to do something about this. This isn't right. So birthed out of a pastor's heart came a desire for us to cover Canadians with medical coverage so that no one, so in his word, so that no little, sorry, I get very moved by this, no little Canadian boy would lose his leg in Canada because his parents cannot afford the, uh, the medical care. And so that's just Canada. That's our compassion for one another and our care for one another. And it's not perfect, but I love the fact that our medical system was birthed out of the heart of a pastor, a Baptist pastor, who said no little Canadian boy needs to lose his leg because his parents can't afford uh, uh, that surgery. And so, you know, uh, that again, out of pastor's heart, the Humane Society in Canada, birthed by Christians, uh, the Children's Aid Society in Canada, birthed by Christians. I could go on and on and on and on and name all the social safety net we have in this country, which was birthed by Christians, started by Christians, hospitals started by Christians, schools started by Christians. This nation would not be the nation that it is, except for the, the word of God coming to this nation, churches being planted and lives being transformed. That is a fabulous history. Hold the book up one more time. What a blessing. Bob Beasley is co-author of a book called One Dominion, Go to Amazon.ca, C-A for Canada. How many pages is the book? I know it's got a lot of pictures in it. Yeah, it's got tons. Uh, that's a very good question. I don't know. <laughs> I would say 150 pages. It's a beautiful coffee table book, and you can. there's so much more to read. We have little vignettes in here of individual Canadians and uh, who are Christians all the way through history right to today and the impact that they've had on our nation. If I order, I want the version with your yellow sticky notes in it. <laughs> I just did a little prep before the uh, before the podcast. Yeah. I suspect you didn't need much prep. I can tell you but you easy. What is really remarkable for both of us is that our countries are so rooted in the essence and the Absolutely. power of the gospel, Absolutely. in biblical truth, yeah. and the authority of Scripture, yeah. a fierce commitment to Almighty God. Amen. In both of our countries have wandered a long ways 
shockingly quickly, Jim. It, the change has been unbelievably quickly. <clears throat> what you and I uh, have seen in our lifetime mm. is pretty staggering. But what you and I have witnessed in the last three years mm -hmm. has been stunning. Stunning. Yeah. And uh, we're, 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 we care deeply about the Canadians. And what you, we, we covered care, very carefully as best we could the Canadian truckers movement, which I contend was a movement of God. Mm -hmm. um, ben Franklin Thomas Jefferson said, rebellion against tyranny is obedience to God. Mm -hmm. They wanted that as our national model. Oh, uh, rebellion, rebellion against tyranny is, is, is obedience to God. Franklin really wanted it. Thomas Jefferson actually embraced it and used it for some of his own purposes. Um, don't be offended. It was against the crown. But I really appreciate uh, Bob Beasley, I appreciate you for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. You, I'm going to have you just lead in prayer for Canada uh, mm -hmm. as we cap this off. And then uh, Suzanne Trites, who is a very important part of our World Prayer Network team, who lives over in the eastern portion, Moncton, New Brunswick, Beautiful. Out of Canada. Beautiful. Um, she, I'm going to have her lead in prayer next. And then we're going to go into prayer for both Canada and the United States. July 1st, big day across Canada. July 4th, big day in the U.S., and a call to our spiritual and biblical roots. Bob, lead in prayer for your country, if you would. Be happy to. Let's pray. Father God, you are everything, everything. We could not take a breath. We could not live a day without you and the blessing that comes to us through your son, the Lord Jesus, whom we love more than life itself. We are grateful, Lord, for uh, the privilege that we've had to grow up in this country, what Suzanne and I call home, the nation of Canada that we love. We're blessed, Lord, in this nation with a rich Christian heritage. Even into my youth and young adulthood, it was, uh, it was, it was assumed that Canada was a Christian nation. And Lord, you know how far this nation has moved away from uh, its biblical roots, and we grieve so, so deeply we grieve for this nation that we love. Lord, you gave this nation a mandate from the rivers to the ends of the earth. Psalm 72, verse 8, you gave this country a mandate to take the good news of Jesus Christ to every tribe, tongue, and nation. Lord, uh, your word very clearly says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a testimony to all ethnos, all nations, all people groups, and then the end will come. Lord God, that is a mandate you gave to this country from the rivers to the ends of the earth. Lord, we need to, we need to do that, and we need to be faithful to do that, Lord, but we, we need to take it again, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ from sea to sea as well. From, uh, from St. John, Newfoundland to, to uh, Victoria, British Columbia, Lord, the gospel needs to go forth to transform the nation again, to transform lives again. Thank you, Lord, for the dominion of Canada. May you have dominion from sea to sea in this land. Father, may you reign and rule in this land called Canada. Lord, may you 
may you lead us and teach us as leaders how to do that and to share the love of Jesus with our neighbors and friends and call this nation back to biblical truth and standards. Lord, we love you. You're not done with this world yet. Jesus hasn't returned. You're not done with this nation of Canada yet. Jesus hasn't returned. And so, Lord, we're not giving up hope. We pray that you will bring revival across this land as you've done in the past. May your spirit move upon this land that you love. And may Canadians, uh, Lord, of every ethnic background, you, you brought the ethnos to this country in recent years, Lord. You've given us a great responsibility to reach them with the gospel. Help us to know how to do that. Move by your spirit in us and through us so that Canada might return to its solid biblical roots. And uh, this might once again be a land where you have dominion from sea to sea and from the rivers to the ends of the earth. We pray this in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Suzanne? Lord, we thank you for Bob Beasley and what he shared and the richness, the richness of our nation, mm -hmm. of this dominion of Canada, Lord. We thank you, Father, that um, what he shared shows that this, the foundation of this nation, no matter what people are thinking today, the foundation is righteousness and justice because that is your law. You are the law giver. And we thank you that you used men in this nation way back then to bring law, your godly law to this nation. I thank you that there are men like Bob Beasley today that continue to maintain that a law that was given through the prophets and through your word, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord, that the, the family tree of this nation, that the roots go deep. And if they yank the tree out of the ground, they would see that those roots are biblical roots and they go deep, Lord. And we're so grateful for that. And we pray, Lord, in this time that we are facing, the issues we're facing in every sphere of our culture and our society, from from the municipal to the federal government, Lord God, to the top on our parliament, Lord, we thank you that your word is forever engraved in our parliament, Lord God. And we pray that the parliament, those that serve, the MPs, those that are in the House of Commons, Lord God, that they will return to the biblical roots, that you will place Daniels, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's in our parliament today, Lord, those that follow your word, that walk with a heart according to your law, they will be the voices that will be heard in that House of Commons, Lord. And that our Prime Minister, we pray, Father, for this man. We pray that he will lend an ear to godly counsel in this time, Lord. And that we will be able to turn back the laws, the legislations that are, have gone far from your word, Lord God, that we would be able to turn them back, ship them back, Lord God, to your ways. And we're grateful and we honor you, Lord. And indeed, we declare that you do have dominion from sea to sea to sea and to the ends of the earth. And we ask this and we declare this for your glory, your honor, and your praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.